Hey, this is Jim Bo for Two Shots on a Barrel, and I'm hanging out with my buddy, Jay Bo. What's going on, buddy? Well, listen, I, I figured it was time that we uh, tell everybody how much we appreciate uh, you guys listening to Two Shots on a Barrel. We would appreciate also, Jay Bo, if they would go out and review the show, give us some good constructive criticism. But honestly, Jay Bo, we like five stars and just really good really good comments that's right and if you could avoid doing it when you're really drunk that would be a very helpful uh, situation you left a review for me on a page and obviously you were 10 past where you should have been leaving that review but uh, yeah just even if you have to lie talk good about us please absolutely we're available on all kinds of uh, podcast platforms including itunes iHeartRadio, spotify you name it, we are out there. The other thing, j is we would love to hear from you. If you know somebody that would love to be on the show, uh, you can always reach out to us, j Tell them That's how. right. We have an email, and we've had it for about a year now, but we keep forgetting to tell you we have it. It's two shots podcast show at gmail.com. That's the number two, two shots podcast show at gmail.com. Please, please, please send us an email. And I think the cool thing to tell everybody, too, j is we're very active out on social media. We've got a Two Shots on a Barrel group page on Facebook. You're also a TikTok guy. I didn't realize you were a TikTok guy. But we actually do TikTok, Instagram, and all kinds yeah, of things. Yeah, every, we're on everything. We're, we're not really uh, really good at it, but we're on there. So get on there, laugh at our TikToks, and uh, I'm sure I'll get Jim on a TikTok here before long. All it takes is for one to go viral, Jimbo, and as, as crazy stupid as you are, it's probably going to happen. It's going to happen. Either I'm going to get frost bit doing these uh, TikToks or uh, we're going to have them go viral. So, so we're excited uh, about Two Shots. We are broadcasting out of our studios here in Main Street, Bourbon Country. It's a state-of-the-art studios uh, where we're going to have many, many guests and many, many shows for you to listen to. That's right. We're right here in the Pearl of Lebanon. Lebanon Health and Fitness in downtown Lebanon, Kentucky, just just sideways of uh, Rigetti's Restaurant. Make sure when you are in on the Bourbon Trail, if you're uh, staying in Marion County in Lebanon, make sure you come by. They have a state-of-the-art fitness center. It's really a uh, all-inclusive uh, center for uh, whether you're uh, men, women. They've got a place yeah. that your kids, if you're coming in for the Bourbon Trail with your kids, I have no reason to understand why you would be doing that. But in case you are, right. they can they can do it all right here at uh, Lebanon Health and Fitness. If you're only going to be here a day, they have $7 one-day uh fees to come in and work out all day long yeah so can't beat it anyways with with that said we appreciate you listening to our shows and without further ado it's two shots on a barrel (laughs) welcome back to two shots on a barrel from the pearl of lebanon we are uh, back in this hitting the wrong buttons already hold on here all right, two old boys. Oh crap! I was supposed to let that play. It, I guess that's the part where you sing. <laughs> you don't want me singing. Two about old it. boys. No, we we appreciate Terry Woolley uh, doing our intro and uh, affectionately me messing it up. But that's okay. We can we can uh, play that a little bit later. But no, what I was going to say, <laughs> uh, it's it's been a busy time for two shots on a barrel. A lot of things going on behind the scenes. Not as much studios work as we would like to. But honestly. Uh, as hot as I am today, uh, I, I'm okay with not doing as much studio yeah, work still, because it's pretty warm in here. We still haven't got the uh, air condition fixed in, in our studio. And it's, what has it been? It's been like 97 here in Kentucky, uh, about a month straight. So, uh, 
Yeah. We, we have so, a new studio. You know, the thing about it, we're not really physical fitness guys. And the owners of this building, Dallas Robinson and Sean Woodyard, are, are fitness buffs. Yeah, they're big boys. And, and they don't have to worry about they, – they sweat anyway, right, right when right, they're working right. out. And uh, they're, they're used to heat. Right. We, not so much. No, not so much. But listen, we are – in the same building, but just not in our studio for tonight's podcast. So yeah. it's, it all works out. It's good. I mean, uh, we're, we're excited. Listen, I mentioned we've got a lot of things going on behind the scenes. We do. And we, we are getting uh, ready to do some exciting things. I think first and foremost, the thing that we're very, very excited about is the Kentucky Bourbon Festival. September 16th, 17th, and 18th. In the bourbon capital of the world, Bardstown, Kentucky, mm-hmm. two shots on a barrel, privileged to be there, to be a part of the bourbon festival. By the way, we should tell you, tickets are on sale right now, so you can go to kybourbonfestival.com right. and be able to secure, but I'm telling you, they're going fast, so if you're going to do it, do it now. Do it now. We're going to be there, so for all of those folks that are out there listening to our podcast and our big two shots fans, we would love to meet every single That's one right. of you. Now we don't want any of our listeners saying this at all. Are you listening to Jim? None of them are allowed to say, "Well, I didn't know tickets were on sale. Mm-hmm. I didn't get my tickets. I always go." Well, here's your chance. Yeah, get them now, and uh, because we've told you, we told you last year, we're telling you now, buy your tickets because there's not very many tickets. Yeah, you have to get them now. Yeah, kybourbonfestival.com. That's the website you can go to to secure those tickets. The other cool thing as a part of the Bourbon Festival, uh, Independent Stave Company has kind of taken over event, I guess, and really taking it to that next level. The world-famous Bourbon Barrel Relay Contest. Oh, boy. And uh, they wanted somebody that would really spice it up from an MC standpoint. And they couldn't really get anybody else, so they got the Bow Brothers. They, they got the next in line. I yeah, guess. so we're, we're, we are pumped That's and right. excited. We got our buddy Alex Peak uh, w- with the uh, sound equipment. It's going to be a great event. That is Saturday morning of the uh, Bourbon Festival. It's going to be a lot of fun. Now, I, when we talk about... Sound equipment. We're we're not talking about just speakers coming out. No, we're bringing concert gear with oh, yeah. us. Oh yeah, uh, two shots don't play around. No, we got Alex, the best of the best. He's coming out, and man, we're gonna throw it down. And so you you know the one thing that's constant with ISC Independent State Company. We've had a lot of guests on two shots, including uh, Andrew Webrink, who's big with the Kentucky Bourbon mm-hmm. Festival. Little Bino Spalding, uh, Chad Spalding, who is who, who really was instrumental in reaching out to us and getting us a part of the uh, the barrel relay contest. But I, I got to tell you, um, it's going to be exciting because they want it spiced up. Alex is the best in the business as far mm-hmm. as sound equipment. Uh, you bring your DJ uh, prowess to the to the picture with a lot of music. They want a music. It's going to be really. A truly uh, a family, you know, a family event. This is even if you're not going into the main part of the Bourbon Festival, you still go. You, you can still go to this, mm-hmm. and it's really truly just to bring the whole family. We're excited about that. But the Bourbon Festival, September 16th, 17th, and 18th, the Barrel Relay Contest on the 17th. That's the Saturday again. Get your tickets. KYBourbonFestival.com. dot uh, We got so many other things that uh, we got. Uh, 
to get to that to tell you that we've got going on a lot of exciting things for two shots on a barrel but we're mostly import, uh, mostly uh, excited today because we've got a guest in the studio. We finally got our this guy in the studio. We've been trying for a long time. Schedule's been crazy, vacation, sickness, everything, but it's finally worked out. We have one of Lebanon's uh, what can I say? How can I? What, you're just one of the best of the best when it comes to guys in Lebanon. Uh, you're one of the first guys I met when I moved here. And uh, you and I hit it off from the beginning, man. We've been buddies. You, you've always had my back. You know I've always had your back. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Hamilton. How you doing, buddy? Hello out there. <laughs> man, so, so I've got to interject. Yes, sir. Obviously, there was a cash transaction that, that happened before uh, that I didn't know anything about. And I obviously didn't get some of that cash with all that freaking love you're hey, showing man. to this man. Chris Hamilton has always just been one of those guys, you know, if, if, if you're in, in a tight spot, you need, you need somebody to help you carry speakers. You need somebody to work a gate to, for tickets. You need somebody just to be by your side. You can always call Chris Hamilton. He'll be there. No, I, I agree. He's, he's, you know, the, it, the, so my, my thing about Chris, there's a lot of directions I could go with Chris. Uh, but if somebody said, um, in, in a nutshell, how would you describe Chris Hamilton? And I would say, first of all, the dude is Mr. GQ. Always. He's always, <laughs> he's a ladies' man. I mean, I, I just like, you know what he reminds me of, Jeremy, is like like, like Hollywood. If, if I had to Hollywood. come up with one word, I would say Hollywood. I would I would change it to hillbilly Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to at the show. Did, at least you didn't say American Gigolo. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. True. that's true. Welcome to the show, Chris Hamilton. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, man. It's it's great to have you on. Now, for years and years and years, you were uh, directing the tourism here in Lebanon, correct? I did that. Uh, actually, for years and years and years, I worked in the newspaper business. That's true. That's ran, true. ran a convenience store. That's true. <laughs> that was one of our... Then I got into the hospitality industry. Do you remember one of the first times we met, you uh, came to one of my... Well, my first concert I threw in Lebanon was Blake Shelton. You took pictures there and ran yeah. a big article. You didn't say anything bad about me. It was wonderful. <laughs> it was awesome. Do you remember that, Jim? I, I do remember the concert. I don't necessarily remember him not saying anything bad about you, which I find hard to believe, honestly. I know, I know, man. But, yeah, uh, you know, it's funny. You, you mentioned the newspaper business. Yeah. Totally forgot. And and that's something because, and I'm sitting here listening to you, Jeremy, say years and years and years, and I'm like, how old is this dude? But when you think about what all he has done, we're talking about Prior to the tourism business, uh, prior to his uh, really instrumental in the uh, Kentucky bourbon, really making the bourbon trail what it is today, all before all of that. He was a newspaper guy. Yeah. It's crazy. I actually started working for the Lebanon Enterprise when I was 14. Jeez wow. Louise. Yeah, I was writing sports stories and taking sports photos for them, and I did that all the way through college. I only left for like one year, and then they hired me back to be the very first sports editor. They'd never had a sports editor, and that's when we went from a couple of pages in Section A to creating an entire sports section. And I did that for, gosh, I don't even, maybe 
15 years. Wow. <laughs> then I became the news editor, and eventually I finally got to the top. <laughs> I was the general manager and the, the publisher of the paper. So I mean, uh, so what were we talking, 20 years? 23. 20, 23 years in the newspaper. Years 23 years. years. Yeah. That's a career for a lot of folks. Oh, you know, I had they're, another they're, career going on at the same time. I owned a convenience store. I mean, so. goodness gracious. <laughs> he was busy. So we, you go from the newspaper business, then you get into what was your next gig as the tourism director? Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny how I got into it. I was serving on the Chamber of Commerce. Um, I served really more than two terms because I did two terms as a vice president, and I'd already done a term as a member or of, of the board. And I was also the chair of the Tourism Committee because back then we didn't have a Tourism Bureau, so the Chamber basically filled in. A lot of people don't realize that a lot of entities sprung from the Chamber because our Economic Development Office – actually was born out of our Chamber of Commerce. Most people don't know that, I guess. I'm showing my age here. That's good. like a vampire, Jeremy. So so while we were carrying the banner, we had come up with the idea, the Chamber did, that we really need to get on the tourism bandwagon because we we were doing the research and we saw what it was doing to other communities. I happened to be the chair of the tourism committee, so I was the one orchestrating all the meetings and presentations. But meanwhile, I was also, you know, the newspaper editor, and we put out a quarterly publication called Montage. I don't know if you remember, I remember the quarterly that. publication. I absolutely do. Well, we had a travel section, and I would go do the travel writing for the travel section. And I found myself asking more questions about the tourism industry than about the sites we were seeing. So I, had, I was doing it from both angles. I was doing all the research for the newspaper side of it. I was doing all the research for the tourism committee of the chamber side of it. And I fell in love with it. I didn't realize at the time that it was kind of becoming my mistress, you know, Mm -hmm. from the newspaper business. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this notion that we could have people come to our community, dump a bunch of fresh money Mm -hmm. into the pot, and then go home, and we could still be our lovely little small community that we all want. That's why we live here. Uh, I became very enamored with that and so I didn't apply for the job as the first tourism director I had a great career I had you know other enterprises I was doing wedding photography we crossed paths at weddings Mm -hmm. and things also and uh, I did all kinds of photography work too I had way too many jobs Mm -hmm. (laughs) too many careers Um, but uh, after the first director he stayed for two years this business kept calling my name And I thought, you know, all of my life, I have bragged and advertised our community, bragged about our community all my life for free. You mean Mm -hmm. I can do it as a profession now and get paid to do it? (laughs) So uh, I threw my name in the hat. I do recall, I didn't know until the newspaper headline came out, they had about 65 applicants. Wow for it and they hired me to do it and that launched a new career in my life in the hospitality industry so that's how i got into it so you mentioned your love for for this place oh yeah for this place what in, in in the view you know so many people could point to so many different things 
about what makes Lebanon and Marion County special. What makes it special for Chris Hamilton? You know, that's an easy one now because I, I learned examples from other people. So it's the last 11 years or whatever it's been, I've actually worked in other states. And I'll give you this one little story I think will tell, this, will tell why. First of all, I have a natural love for it because I'm just that kind of person. I'm very nostalgic and sentimental, and I've grown up here, and so it, it matters to me, the place that I live, be it my home or my living room <laughs> or, mm-hmm. my, you know, or, or, or my community, means a lot to mm-hmm. me. But I'm sitting in a meeting with a marketing director in Galena, Illinois, and I get a phone call from my pest control guy, and... And I looked at the, 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 the woman and I said, you know, you know I'm, this is really rude. I would never do this. I said, but if he's calling me, there must be a good reason. So I take the call from my pest control guy and, he, and I go, mm-hmm, okay, all right, all right, sounds great. Thank you. Hang up. She said, what's up? And I said, well, he was spraying my house and my uh, water heater has burst in the basement um, she said, oh, my gosh, what are you going to do? And I said, oh, no, no, he's already called the electrician who's coming to fix it, who said, oh, yeah, they're on their way. They'll come get everything fixed. And she looked at me and she said, I don't get it. And I said, what do you mean? She said, yeah, we don't have that here. <laughs> that's right. She said, that's not yeah. – that, you might have the pest control person tell you but they don't actually take steps to solve your problem for you because they know you're 600 miles away. Right. And I said, okay, I can tell you story after story after story of when, I, shocking as it sounds, I used to be married. Yes, a woman married me. As big a surprise as that <laughs> is to people. Uh, but we, she had a, a, we had to get, go to the hospital for something we were gone it was abrupt, and we were gone for about six days. And when we came home, my three and a half acres of land was mowed and weedied and groomed. People met us at the door with our favorite barbecue meal. And, oh, by the way, the barbecue restaurant wasn't actually open that day, but when they called the guy that owned it, he went to the restaurant and mm. prepared all the food. Wow. That's the community we live in and yeah. what I love right. is yeah. I'm protected here. You talked about earlier, you got my back. You know, in my community, I think everybody's got my back. And what I explained to the woman that day is I said, we are a rural, small community. I said, this is how we survive, is we look out for one another. And I said, I wouldn't trade that for the world, no matter how much fun I'm having in these other cities. My end game is right here where everybody's got my back. That's great. You know, it, it is interesting you say that. We have, I live, lived like you, Chris, in Marion County my whole life. And you hear story after story of folks moving here, right? We had, we got a brand new neighbor out in our neck of the woods. Moved here from the state of Utah. And so we're having a little get together at my, at my brother-in-law's. And I'm like, how you guys are, you know, how you liking it here? And. And so I asked the question, what's the big difference between Utah and Marion County, Kentucky? And, and their answer was how genuine, truly genuine people are here. She said, you don't get that in Utah. And I think that kind of echoes on some of the things that you're talking about. 
There's honest to goodness, genuine good people here. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. And, you know, it's one of the things, and, and just so that everybody knows, this is actually an asset, even though it might be sort of a colloquialism for our community. But when I have guests, be it Airbnb um, or, or other guests that are from out of town, and they go out for a run, you know what they always ask me? Why does everybody wave at me? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. said, I'll tell you why. I said, they, like, because they obviously don't know me. And I said, well, you know what? We wave at everybody because, well, we might know you. Right. We're just yeah. being safe. Yeah. Yep. And, and yet, let me tell you, they absolutely love that. They said, you mean to tell me it matters yeah. enough to people in your community that they to acknowledge you that even they might not even know you but they just make it a habit of throwing the hand up and giving you a wave and i know you all have heard stories oh, about yeah, that yeah. too and your experience that too but i find it so funny now that i'm in the Airbnb, i'm in the lodging business now uh my guest telling me how does everybody wave at me that's awesome <laughs> i said that's the community we live in i think i think that's cool do we, we that's obviously your, you mentioned the bed and breakfast that, that you are now a part of. And that's one of the uh, avenues I know that we're going to go down on, uh, on this show for sure. There's a lot of different avenues, including we, we mentioned Jeremy, Chris's, um, really and in the infancy stage of the bourbon trail, right? I oh, mean, yeah. Chris was involved in that. It, that's another definite avenue yeah, we talk. need to go. Have to. We need to go down. But uh, there's so many things. The, the thing that I'm struggling with 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 Chris as our guest. He, Chris has always had difficulty speaking. You know, no. he, he, he had to pull stuff no, out of him. You man. had to pull it out of him. Here's an interesting. Before we go to a break, here's an interesting story. I, believe it or not, Jer- Jeremy, I, I could play a little baseball back in the day. Oh yes, he could. Chris Hamilton. Was of all the things we talked about years and years and years and all these things he's done, he was also a baseball coach back in the day. Really? And I started coaching minor league baseball when I was 13. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And by the time I coached Jim in Babe Ruth, I was 15 and 16. So I literally literally was just out of Babe Ruth. (laughs) It was like he was some old dude back in those days. But now we we actually, Jim and I have some historical significance. We were the first Babe Ruth team, maybe to this date, maybe the only Babe Ruth team that went all the way to state tournament. Yeah. Because he made made all-star team and I coached all-stars and we went all the way to the state tournament. Was he water boy or I <laughs> no? Mean. No, no. He was the starting second baseman. Nice, thank you, yeah. thank you, nice. thank you, now, coach. Now I also love to tell people, you know, that guy that does like a podcast and gets up and does and does emceeing and things. Now, when I knew him, he never opened his mouth. Uh, that's he a, that was is like very very quiet. That is it's true. Something about bourbon that uh, gets well, into open. You know, I, I was one of those quiet as a mouse kind of. <laughs> you know, coach never really had any issues with me because I didn't say anything, did a coach? <laughs> just, did his, just did his job. My question is, if, if you were 16, 17 when you were coaching him, how come he looks 16 or 17 years older than you now? I'm trying, trying to figure out. I mean, you still look like a young pup. Jim's over here struggling. Chris has, Chris has got that damn George Clooney down. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I can tell Tom you the Cruise secret. type of stuff. When you look at my brothers, they've got my dad's Scottish 
heritage, Hamilton, Scottish. Yeah. Uh, my mom, on the other hand, uh, has uh, does have some Iroquois Indian in her heritage. Gotcha. And if you put me and my mom beside each other, I've got I got that part. So yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. So when my brothers are have the white hair and or losing hair, it's that part. I'm fortunate that I got the dark features. That's awesome, man. <laughs> All right, it's good stuff. Uh, we've got some friends up in Indiana that uh, that we have shared kind of in the podcast hemisphere. Yeah, we kind of bonded over raccoons. Yeah, I think it was, well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Those are some good guys. Uh, we're we're going to play a spot for them because I want you to know about they, they do a great show. They do. It's one we, we definitely uh, would endorse. And so we wanted uh, our buddies Alan Stinger and Dwayne Bischoff and Jeff Mine. Love them. Uh, those, those guys are great guys. So uh, before we go to a break, let's, let's give them a All little right. love. And then we'll be back with Chris Hamilton because – uh, the conversation is getting fun, and we're, uh, we'll tell you what bourbon we are partaking. That was a Chris Hamilton selection. All that and so much more coming up on Two Shots on a Barrel. Are you looking for a clean, fun podcast that you can relate to? Well, we've got it for you. Cross the Line, the 1524, originates out of Indiana. Former high school rivals, now our buddies sitting around a speakeasy bar, Talking about common day events, common things. We keep it light. They keep it easy. It's a good time. Check out Cross the Line 1524. You can find it on all the podcast apps and players. You can also check them out at CrossTheLine1524.com or check them out on Facebook, Cross the Line 1524. So, Jabo, I found out the um, the older you get, the more kids, as your kids grow older, you suddenly have a damn fleet of vehicles. <laughs> and and to both of us, man, we can tell you all about it. Uh, we both have brand new 16-year-olds hitting the road. So uh, let me tell you how often we're visiting big old tires these days. And it's important when you got your 16-year-old out on the road, you have good tires. Oh, absolutely. And the place to go, we know, is Big O Tires of Lebanon and Barstow. That's right. Billy Taft has been doing this a long, long time. If you want advice on getting the perfect tire for the perfect vehicle, go to Billy Taft first at Big O Tire. And not only can they supply you with some great tires, they also can do oil changes, mm-hmm. brake work, you name it. And here's the cool thing that really impressed me when I visited Billy Taft and Big Old Tires the last time. That dude is customer service extraordinaire. Absolutely. He's been like that uh, as long as I've known him. I've known him a long time. He's a great guy just like off the court than he is on the court. He's just A-plus, and I, I love that dude. He's he's really, really genuine, and he knows his tires. And if you're having problems, let's say let's say this weather is crazy, okay? It's raining a bunch. 
Go in there and let him put new windshield wipers on your car besides going and trying to do it yourself. I'm I'm speaking by experience here, Jimmy. It's yeah, it's no. it's a terrible, terrible thing to do, putting wipers no. on yourself. Uh-uh. No. Big believer in big old tires of Lebanon and Barstown right here in the heart of bourbon country. If you're in for the bourbon trail, your car kind of messes up on you, go see our friend Billy Tapp. Pit stop. It's all it is. Pit stop. You're in and out and uh, off to the uh, next distillery. There you go. Big old tires of Lebanon and Bardstown, a proud sponsor of Two Shots on a Barrel. All right, so one thing we've learned on Two Shots is it's important to know where to go when you need a good attorney general. Yes, sir. It's very important nowadays. We've had to get one of our own here lately, and uh, we got the best in the business. We absolutely do, and we found out one morning when you go visit Don McCauley, you better enjoy bourbon and stick around for a while. Because not only is she very good and an expert attorney, she also knows her bourbon. She does know her bourbon, and she knows where to get it, and she will not tell me where the secret stash is located. But that's okay. But she'll bring out many of the unicorns that she has in her house, and and we enjoyed uh, spending time with her. But on a serious note, we know that uh, folks listening out there need to have good legal representation. Don McCauley. Don McCauley, you are right. 144 West Main Street in Lebanon, Kentucky. Her phone number is 270-692-0684. If it's legal anything, she will take care of it. She will be there for you, and she will be the voice that you need to get through this situation. We're talking real estate law. We're talking business law. We're talking anything criminal related, yes. uh, divorce, you name it, bankruptcy, any of those things, Don McCauley can take care of you. If, if, if you're nervous and you just don't know which way to go, if you need that voice, call Don McCauley. Once again, 270-692-0684. Yeah, good stuff right here in Bourbon Country, Don McCauley. Law Office of Don McCauley. Thanks. Marion County Trail could be the best value in bourbon-themed travel in Kentucky. You'll experience one of the Kentucky Bourbon Trail's crown jewels, one of the Bourbon Trail Craft Tour's top-rated stops, and something you can't find anywhere else. Organized tours of a bourbon barrel manufacturing facility all in one place. It's the Marion County Trail. Take your time to tour, dine, shop, and stay all along the way. Explore world-famous Maker's Mark, a hot-ticket item on the Kentucky Bourbon Trail, Limestone Branch Distillery, home of world-famous Yellowstone Bourbon, and one of the top-rated stops on the Kentucky Bourbon Trail Craft Tour. Kentucky Cooperage, the sprawling plant where the thriving bourbon industry's barrels are hand-built and seared with fire for bourbon-aging flavor. And Lebanon, home of wonderful dining opportunities from home-cooked to chef-driven. Unique shopping opportunities, nowhere else to be found murals for your selfies, and overnight accommodations that range from traditional to bed and breakfast to bourbon-themed. Go to visitlebanonky.com for more details. Lebanon Tourist and Convention Commission, 270-692-0021. Tired of paying rent? Do you dream of owning your own home? Now's the time to make that dream a reality. Call Lisa, 270-402-4036. Have you outgrown your current home? Need more space or just the opposite? Are you looking to downsize? Call Lisa, 270-402-4036. Whether buying or selling, now is the time. Call Lisa, 270-402-4036. Lisa Kearns Realtor, Exit Realty Bluegrass, 270-402-4036. Call or text Lisa Kearns, the helpful agent. Hey, the Bow Brothers are back in action, and we could not do it without our good buddy Terry Woolley. And what? 
a comeback Terry Woolley is making, Javo. Hey, I, the little birdie told me he has a new CD coming out very soon. Possibly a Christmas album, possibly a religious album. I hope he does both. Absolutely. And right now he's got so many great songs out there. You can check them all out on Spotify, iTunes, you name it. You can go and get all of the music from Terry Woolley. Or you can go to his website. That is terrywoolley.com. He's a great friend of Two Shots on a Barrel. We love that guy. Go uh, check him out today. That's right. It's terrywoolley.com. Didn't take me long, couple years or so. Decided to make a brand new... I don't know why we wait so long, Jeremy, to get back into the studio. Because when we get here, man, it is so much damn fun. I can tell you... One good reason why we don't come back. To well, this I mean, week. it's hotter than hell. It's like like I'm already stripped down. I'm just gonna tell you, it's 107. It, it's really hot in here. It's it's brutal. But I mean, the the <laughs> bourbon is helping. We should tell everybody what uh, Chris Hamilton selected today. Uh, it is great. I wouldn't necessarily call it bottom shelf bourbon. It's probably like no. the the uh, a shelf or two up. It's probably about mid level. It's the old granddad, 114. This is fantastic. 114 proof. Uh, it is. What do you think about it, Chris? This was. You said you had some friends or something that, that yeah, had no, told I had you about a guest. it. I had a guest uh, at my Airbnb who mentioned it recently and said that we were agreeing that, and I always, when I do, because I have my own bourbon bar, and so I'll do taste or shouldn't say tastings, samplings, right, let's be right, very clear, right, right. samplings from my private collection, and I always make sure to tell, especially people that are just getting into bourbons and have fallen in love with the mystique mm-hmm. you know, and the, the marketing mm-hmm. of bourbon, mm-hmm. I always tell them the best bourbon you'll ever drink is the one you like best. Absolutely. <laughs> and I mentioned that to this guy, and he mentioned to me, oh, granddad. He said, yeah, he said, you know, my friends don't think I'm all that glamorous when I say that. But he said, that, that, I really like that. So when I saw that on your, your selection there, yeah. I was like, well, i got to try that because I don't have that on so my what, so, so, so what are your thoughts about it? You know, I think it's a little pedestrian, but, mm-hmm. but that's okay sometimes because we're on a talk show and we're sipping it while we're talking. I'm not exactly yeah. looking for the Makers 101 or anything. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm sitting here thinking, I really must love Chris Hamilton because the last time I had a granddad. You, you didn't do so well. Didn't you, do well. Do you uh, want to tell us about it? Well, you know, it's just, you know, you know the Montessori Mafia in Barstow. I do. My, I know those group, guys. But we didn't have, we were at a party, a fundraiser, and that's all they had. And we were ready to throw down, so we threw down a lot of old granddad. Well, needless to say, I made it about to Springfield, and we had to make a pit stop. (laughs) And it tastes just the same coming out as it is going down right now. Just just for... I mean, just for clarification purposes. Yes, sir. I felt obligated to tell you. Jeremy, I've heard similar stories with Knob Creek. Yes, yes. I've I've seen similar stories with your intake of coffee. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's horrible. Uh, I'm not thinking it's just the Granddad 114. J Bo likes to party. Uh, that's, that's all I got to say. And I'm thinking struggle with bourbon a little bit. Well, if you <laughs> you cannot drink bourbon like you drink water. Oh my you goodness just can't gracious! Do it. it's Wait, is that wrong? <laughs> I, I don't know. I've tried it and I oh. end up on the side of the road. So I just. 
I mean, it's good bourbon. You just can't drink a half a bottle of it and act like nothing bad's going to happen. Okay, you can't. I can't. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. Just so you know, we're uh, hanging out Sorry, with Mom, the yeah. uh, 105-year-old Chris Hamilton today. 106. He just had a birthday. Uh, he, he only looks like 42, like George Clooney, Tom Cruise-ish. I got a question for you, Chris. It's not my fault. When you left Lebanon, you know, you left tourism in Lebanon, you went... Where was your next stop in tourism? I, I'm trying to remember yeah, all the places. I, got, I was bought by Aurora, Illinois. That's right. Just outside of Chicago. Okay. It's the second largest city in Illinois. And my bureau, I went from, there was, there were, uh, there were some, there's some magazine articles out there about me because I went, I was the little country mouse over the little community of 6,500. And I went to the second largest city in Illinois. Right. And I actually had, Ten cities in five counties were under my purview. And so it was such a crazy leap, you know, to go from what I was doing to where I was uh, that I was – there was a little notoriety that went with it. But I did love that area. I did love the amenities of the city. But my living conditions were always – Temporary. <laughs> you always kept your house. Oh, here I kept my home in my. How long did you do that? Yeah. I was in Aurora, Illinois, for almost three years. Then I got bought by Galena, Illinois, which was in the furthest northwest corner. It was right across the Mississippi River from Dubuque, Iowa, and about ten minutes from Hazel Green, Wisconsin. Wow, magical place. I had been there. I had gone out there to visit it when I was working in Aurora, and it's a little 1800s town that they've preserved as an 1800s town. I like that. And so when they called me and said, what would it take to get you to come out here, I shot them a figure, and they were agreeable. And so I was off to Galena, Illinois. Um, And so um, I was there about three and a half years. Never sold your house. Never got acclimated to the winters up there. I tried to learn to snow ski at the ski resort, which I could make it down the hill without falling down about three times, and then it was off to the pub. Is it one of the the Great Lakes near that lake? No. Well, I mean, when I was in Aurora, of course, Lake Michigan is right there uh, in Chicago. I was about 35 miles from Lake Michigan. Okay. Um, and then I got a call. I was there about three and a half years, and I had done a second contract with them because I loved it there. It was a beautiful place, an amazing place. It never got old going to work every day and driving into this little 1800s mm. town. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I got a call from Valdosta, Georgia, which was 1,800 miles in the other direction. Right. <laughs> And, um, Jeez Louise, man. Yeah. Onions, I, baby, I onions. I kind of became what, you know, I, I, I tell people I was kind of a career whore at that point. You know, I would <laughs> I would go to the highest bidder. Yeah. You know, I was yeah. in it for the money. Yeah. Um, and by that time. Did you people, feel like you were doing it for the wrong reason? Did you, a little no, bit? No, because people at that point, even Aurora, the reason why they picked me out of their – 108 applicants from across the country was because I had worked on a, I had solved a problem in Kentucky that a coalition of 43 counties couldn't get done. And I asked if I could take it on a loan. It was a signage program. 
and I had, because of my newspaper experience, I kind of knew how to talk to the Department of Transportation, but people in the tourism industry didn't know how to talk to them. So this coalition that was trying to get a signage program done, they agreed to allow me to meet with the DOT myself, and in about one and a half hour meeting, I got the DOT to not only agree to the signage program, but they agreed to do all the paperwork. So when and we're talking about signage, we're talking about like tourism, tourism type signage, stuff. right? Yeah. Directional signage, and we had a a big trail that we were trying to do over. Like I said, it was about forty three counties, I think, but they've been battling with the DOT for almost two years, I think. Mm. And and I realized when I was in the meetings, the problem was there are too many voices in the room, and they're they don't they're not speaking the same language. Mm-hmm. So I had asked. Could, would anybody be offended if I met with the DOT reps by myself and talked to them about this? Because tourism people are talking about heritage and the importance of tourism. DOT people know logistical things mm-hmm. like sight lines and sight distances and number of signs and, and pictographs. And so things. it was important to, to be able to talk the same language. Absolutely. And in an hour and a half, I got it. I got the job done. And in fact, not only did the DOT agree to the signage program, they agreed to do all the paperwork for it. Because, see, we were going to have to do individually. Every county would have to do their own paperwork. So what I didn't know was I was happy because we had had success as an organiz- as a group, as a coalition. We had success. What I didn't know was that word would get out that I had solved a problem that seemed unsolvable. So when I got hired by Aurora, it wasn't because I was so good at the marketing and the tourism promotion. They were hiring me as a fixer. They had a lot of problems. And they said, your name keeps coming up when we keep asking, who can solve problems? (laughs) And so they hired me as a fixer. Then in, a, in, in Galena, they had had a civil war between their city and county. When they called me, it was the same thing. They said, hey, we've got, we've got real problems. We've had a civil war here. We can't bring it back together. We need somebody that can come in here and solve our civil war. And, in, and it did take three years to do it. But I did bring it all back under one roof, got city and county to sign intergovernmental agreements and brought them back to reality. And then that's when I got a call from Valdosta that said, you know, we've got a lot of money and a lot of assets, but we're barely keeping the tip of our nose above water. And your name keeps coming up when we're looking for someone that solves problems. So... I went to the I went from 18 below literally in one day. I left in February in Galena, Illinois. It was 18 below. Jeez, and in 2 days time, I I was in Valdosta, Georgia and it was 74 degrees and muggy. I was jogging in shorts and a tank top. Geographically, Valdosta is where it's, I mean, southern Georgia. It's is... on the Florida border. Oh, it's okay. at the very bottom of Georgia, okay. and it's on the Florida border. I'm gotcha. like 10 minutes from the border. Closer to um, the Atlantic, I guess, maybe, or closer to the Gulf? 
right in the middle. Oh, okay. Oh, it's right in the gotcha. middle. I seventy five. Okay. Everybody, uh, I, I got every, you. Most people know Valdosta because it's where they stop when they're on their way to Disney World. Yep. They okay. stop for their overnight when they're on the way to Disney World. Gotcha. Okay. I was very fortunate in that all three of those locations were actually magnificent places. And I had I, I loved all three of those places. I was very fortunate. And to bring this all full circle, in February of last year, Valdosta had offered me a rock star contract bowl of green M&Ms every morning on my desk, you know, bathe your feet in warm oil every day. They wanted me to stay another three years, which I, I couldn't say no to because, again, I was a career whore. You know, you could, <laughs> I, was, I was up for – I could be bought. But I will tell you that this is a true story. The morning we were supposed to sign the contract – I called the board chair, and I said, I just can't. I'm so embarrassed. I can't do it. I want to go home. Wow. I said, I want to go home. I said, I, I, my end game has always been my home. Right. And in my, I always wrote my own contracts. Nice. <laughs> and in my contracts, it always said I can go home anytime I need to and work from home. Mm-hmm. So I was home 10, 12 days a month no mm-hmm. matter where I was working. And here's what the board chair said. She said, okay, well, we still need to have a meeting because now we need to make plans, you know, for how we're going to move forward. I assume you will work out your current contract. I said, absolutely, if you don't mind me still having access to your bank accounts. Right. Mm-hmm. She said, no, no, your integrity is not in question here. She said, and I said, absolutely, I'll work out to the end of this contract. And, and then she paused for a moment. She said, i got to be honest with you. I don't think the rest of the board's going to be all that surprised. And I said, really? Why do you say that? And she said, you probably don't know this, but you talk about your home an awful lot. Uh, yep. Uh, <laughs> never, so I'm where I'm supposed to be right Never now. sold his house. Never on this whole journey. That was you, never you were probably, uh, probably a Wizard of Oz fan, weren't you? There's no place like home. No place like home. That's right. I click. I click the ruby slippers, or in my case, sandals. Yeah. Uh, Lebanon, Kentucky, and Marion County. This is my end game. This is where I've always meant to so, be. So, where I was always meant to be. Yeah. So you you did this full circle. You're back home. Yes, You're sir. still young, or at least you look young. <laughs> what you. are you doing now? What's going on on this homestead? So, uh, two things. Apparently, I've gone back to being a child when it comes to my parents because I find myself, I'm mowing my mother's lawn, you know, I'm like (laughs) cleaning up my father's property, and I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on here? You know, my dad's, he's gone back to being a supervisor. Nice. I've got two brothers, and me and my brothers are out like cleaning stuff up. My dad's like supervising. Can you get that a little closer to the barn? You know, and I'm like wait a minute what's going on here yeah. i'm out yeah. mowing my mother's lawn i'm like wait a minute how'd this happen i'm like no no i've already done this so part of my life is i'm, I'm back working for my parents um and and then of course i own a i own a very unique piece of property maybe the most unique piece of property in downtown lebanon i have three and a half acres two blocks from main street with a two-bedroom cottage 
And of course, I, I live alone in a 4,000 square foot house. And I decided that all of these things I've learned over the years from people in the lodging industry, and quite frankly, my OCD about cleanliness and things, you know, I'm like, maybe, maybe I should try the lodging business and I won't go back to an office. And I've turned my property, which is Empire Estate, uh, there is a story behind that. Um, and I've done the Airbnb Verbo thing, and holy moly, I am booked like nonstop. Is it uh, mostly from the Bourbon, uh, not Bourbon Festival, but the Bourbon, you know, the trail? Is it? You know, I'll, I'll tell guys? you. Funny, you should ask that question because I thought that would be the number one thing, and it's about fifty percent Bourbon tourist, but. I have a lot of amenities on my property, and so I have people that come to my property for my property. That's great. (laughs) They want to swim in the pool, play volleyball, sit by the campfire, by the stream at night. They're coming from big cities, and they don't have the thing, so they come to my property, and they just literally are vacationing at Empire Estate. They're swimming playing badminton and volleyball, they're setting up croquet, they're roasting hot dogs and and making s'mores by the campfire. Um, They literally never leave the property. But the other half of my visitors are coming for the bourbon trail. However, I want to tell you that in our community, those same people end up going and hiking the Gorley Trail. Mm -hmm. They go to our farmer's market. They'll shop our shops downtown. Uh, they'll take the bourbon cooperage tours um, because, obviously, I load them up with the right, information right. before they get there. They'll go to the little bakery on ML King. Mm-hmm. Um, they end up doing all of the Lebanon slash Marion County stuff, even though they thought they were coming strictly to do bourbon country right. activities they'll go to jester's winery mm-hmm. and so uh i am happy to say that even though i'm not in the professional marketing and selling tourism business i kind of still am because i'm sending that business out all over our community and they love it it always amazes me that people in our community are too close to the forest to see the trees yep. they don't realize how many assets we have I have guests that come from all over the country. I mean, I get as many people from California and New York as I do anywhere else. Wow, Wow, that's crazy. And they go nuts over our little bakery and our little coffee shop. They love school grounds coffee, you know, and they, I had people that would go every single morning to school grounds coffee. And then they go to the farmer's market and they shop our little shops downtown and have a ball. They love it. They go hike the Gorley Trail. Or I had a person that just literally checked out today. She was a runner, and she would go run the Gorley Trail. And then when I mentioned to her, she found the literature I have on the park. She went out and did speed speed training, she called it, on our park uh, trails at at Grand Memorial Park. And so I, I I find myself still making the same speeches to people that live in Lebanon and Marion County. You're much better than you think you are. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know you're good. Yeah. We know we're good. And I, I wish 
that uh, you would be a chamber director one year or, you know, some year in the future. I wish you'd be some kind of mayor. I don't know. He needs to be a mayor, doesn't he? No, I, actually, when, when he was telling me about fixing problems, I was thinking about sending him to Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C., you know, same thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought Washington, <laughs> D.C. might be a good place. Real good place. You, you mentioned, Chris, about, uh, you know, the – a lot of your guests talking about how, how amazing are people waving, like, hey, oh, yeah. how are you doing? Uh, and obviously, you talked about all of the, the, the uh, you talk about the trail and the running and everything that is, but what's some of the other things that people that you hear constantly, you know, every time is like, I couldn't believe this about Marion County or this about, what, 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 what do you hear? Well, uh, so a couple of things, actually. One, and this they say about our community and our county because right now especially people from the cities you know they don't get fresh sweet corn where they mm. are so i send them down to the loretta mother house mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. because they're pulling the wagon out to the entrance on wednesdays and selling sweet corn mm-hmm. and I, I mean i've gone down there i bought a bushel mm-hmm. <laughs> i go ahead and, i go ahead and stock up 60 ears i'm mm-hmm. like yeah that'll get me through you know at least a week mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I'll send them down there, but I always tell them, you need to go on and go to their heritage center, tour the campus, see the grotto, walk the walking trails, go into their um, uh, cemetery and, and read the stones. Go If, if uh, Jean Duber's art, or, or I shouldn't say it's hers, but it's the, the mother house's, if the art studio is open, you need to. You definitely need to go into the art studio. And I often wonder to myself, how many people in Marion County even know you can spend an entire day at the Loretta Mother House campus? Nope. Their heritage center down there is top of the line. Wow! I mean, it's a the art studio will make you pee on yourself a little bit. You know, you're like you'll look at some of the stuff in there and say, "Oh my God, that's being done here." Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, by the way, grab a bushel of sweet corn <laughs> before you leave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but the number one thing that people, when I send them out on the the different tours, I've had people that have gone out to Scotchridge Lookout yeah. to see the lookout and take photos and things. Here's something that people always say: It's so green, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like it's right. so green everywhere. And I'm I'm like, well. Yeah, <laughs> like because I have to remind myself that when I worked outside of Chicago, they didn't actually have that. They had concrete and blacktop yep. and buildings, yeah, and they had pretty little parks. But these people are not used to driving long distances and be surrounded by flora and fauna green, and so that is one thing. Uh, but the other thing is food. Yeah, our food is really good. It's not healthy, <laughs> but they like gravy. Yeah, and they yeah. like dish. They like catfish. Yeah, you know biscuits. Oh yeah. Um, I know people. In Jeremy, some- you go to the bakery. Yeah, and you go to the bakery. Uh-huh. You know they love the breakfast sandwiches that are made there at the mm-hmm. bakery. Um, so there, those are two things that kind of stand out to me that my guests really seem to and i I love that because i'll even send them out like like to rosewood for fine dining and of course out there he keeps coming up with the uh, randomly these great dishes that are random yeah and uh so we have things that are again 
really serve us well that maybe even local people kind of take for granted, you know, that don't get it. That people that come here and visit say, oh, my gosh, this stuff is amazing. Yeah. Because <laughs> they don't have it where they come from. I've heard people talk about, uh, you know, especially folks that were from, let's say, northern part of the United States. And, and you talk about things like uh, country ham. They're like, country ham? What are you talking about? Yes, I have about? to explain that to people yes. often. Yeah. yeah. And people like eating like, oh, my Gosh, yeah. gut sausage. People are like, gut sausage? What yeah. is gut sausage? Joe Bacon. Yeah. Uh, I send practically all of my guests to Cedarwood for breakfast, and they'll come back, and they'll just be wide-eyed because, first of all, they love the little diner mm-hmm. atmosphere. Sweet and, waitresses. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, uh, rest in peace, Pina, you know, mm-hmm. recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I've known the Turpin family all my life, mm-hmm. obviously. Love them, love them to And uh, so I sent a ton of people to Cedarwood because I know they're about to get an experience they're not used to. So I do talk about when I reference, because I have all around my property pigs and piguses, and I have a, a flying pig in my house. I can turn on and flip it, and the wings flap, and the pig flies around. People say, okay, what's up with the hogs? You know, and I'm like, okay, well, we dig swine around here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and I tell them about ham days, and I talk about country ham and city ham, and they're like, I'm sorry, what? I'm like, mm-hmm. so what do you buy in the grocery store? Well, you know, ham, I make ham sandwiches with. I said, mm-hmm. well, you're about to enjoy an experience because I do get a lot of guests from the north, mm-hmm. and they don't know country ham. They sure don't know what red eye gravy is. No, <laughs> and so I will send. I said, okay. So tomorrow morning when you get up, you're going to go to a place called Cedarwood. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, we'll talk after that. By the way, I know it's breakfast. Get a slice of pie. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the other thing, though, that I would tell you that I have found to be quite an asset, and I give a lot of props. Uh, to Walt Livers, I, again, I've known, I grew up playing softball with the Livers brothers, and yeah. so here's Walt, little Walt, and of course I've known Walter all my life. Walt's taken over Chasers, mm-hmm. but he's added all kinds of features like trivia night, karaoke night. A lot of my guests will go do the fun stuff that Walt's doing down at Chasers. Yeah. But they'll go down there, and he comes out with little specials and stuff, and so my guests will try things and that they've never had before. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I got to tell you, the pride, even, I mean, my chest just blows up as I'm even talking to you guys. But I got to tell you right now, we're pretty special. And it breaks my heart that our a lot of our own people don't realize just how special we are. Yeah. <laughs> Love this place. I could tell a lot of stories. I, I, I remember when folks first started talking about a tourism tax right you know in, in marion county and and i'm sure you heard this chris people would say marion county what are you doing a tourism tax what they want to come to marion there's county for here, there ain't here. nothing for them to see here in marion county are you crazy yeah and, so, and you hit on it though was, there's so much and i was right in the middle of that and i got beat up a lot by people like that would literally confront me anywhere I went. And because, again, as I said earlier, you know, I was the, 
the, the chair of the tourism committee, and the so face. we were the voice mm-hmm. that was pushing for it. And uh, and people would say that famous phrase that gets said in a lot of communities, we ain't got nothing here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I would say, oh, but yes, we do. We have things that people in other communities don't have, mm-hmm. and that's what people do. And I would always look back at people, and I would say, so when you follow your child, and I know you, you have definitely, well, both of you have done this with your kids when you've done sports. Oh, yeah. I said, sure. when you go to those communities for one thing, the sports tournament, you spend money everywhere mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. that community. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Grand Memorial Park kicks ass. Mm-hmm. It is a fantastic park, and you're Beautiful. talking to a crazy-ass old softball fanatic that's played on about 150 different parks in the United States. Grand Memorial Park, I would place against about anybody. It is absolutely fantastic. And so anyway, what I would tell people that would confront me is I would tell them, but you don't understand, this isn't nearly as complicated as you think it is. What we need is to tell people what we have and let them come here and give us their money. It's Mm -hmm. that simple. And your little restaurant tax is going to cost you $1 on your $50 bill. But what we can do for our community with that money, and we have done it, is amazing. It's Mm -hmm. absolutely amazing what we can do. And we have done it. Mm -hmm. So... The greatest moment that I ever had was when I was doing presentations for the Arena Project. Y'all yeah, remember uh, the Arena Project? Uh-huh. Still, hey, re- guess what? still remember. Guess what? That's not exactly a dead topic. Yeah, you're right. Another another podcast right. time yep. we'll yep. meet. But anyway, I'll never forget there were two meetings because I sold that project to every single city council. You know, we have four cities and to every leadership group i mean my gosh to the local literary club mm-hmm. uh, i mean I, w- I did presentations to every single leadership organization in the community and there were three different times that there were people in the crowds that held their hand up and stood up and said when this whole notion of tourism i was one of came up i was one of the most outspoken critics but now that i've seen how it works i'm here to take it back and encourage the group to endorse the project it happened at three different presentations i did and i won't name names but all three people were significant people Mm -hmm. that people believed stood up and said but now that i've seen how it works I get it, and now I'm on board. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you right now, for our community, I'm preaching the same message I was preaching 15 years ago. We are a lot better place than you think we are. (laughs) I agree. I agree. That is a fact. That is a fact. Look, we need to take a short break. Come well, back. Well, let's and, take an uh, informal break. How about that? What, what kind of informal break would you? Because we don't do much. Inform- well, <laughs> an informal break to yeah, tell. Yeah. Because we mentioned when we went on, we've got a lot of things going on yeah. behind the scenes. Uh, we mentioned obviously the Kentucky Bourbon Festival, yeah. which we are going to be full throttle involved with. 
And again, we'd love to see as many of you guys out there come to the Kentucky Bourbon Festival, kybourbonfestival.com. That's how you get your tickets. Come up and see us. We're going to have a, a great uh, little podcast. I don't know what you call it, Jeremy. You'll Set know up. it when you see it. Our buddy Daniel Shortridge mm-hmm. is going to have us fixed up right. And so we, we invite you to, uh, to come and see us. We got a brand new uh, spanking banner. Uh, Chris, I, I know you are a, uh, you, you like uh, nice things. And uh, two shots on a barrel. We've got uh, a fantastic uh, banner that we put together. It'll be there. So you'll be able to see us at the Kentucky Bourbon Festival. So come up and uh, say hello. The other thing we're excited about, Jeremy, I never thought that I would have an opportunity to uh, be a guest uh, presenter at any type of banking conference. Right. I mean, how long have you been in the banking industry? I've been in the banking industry for 32 years. And all it took really? was for me to come yeah. around and uh, fix that for you, yeah. right? And, and so for 32 years, you know, I thought maybe one day I'll, I'll be able to teach a class or do that. No. 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 no, no. You know what we're going to do uh, on, on uh, August 22nd, we've been invited to uh, facilitate a Kind of a get-together with the Cornbread Mafia. Yes. Yes, I said the Cornbread Mafia. Banking Mafia. We're excited. It's a Bluegrass uh, Community Bankers Association. They're having their annual conference at the Lexington Hilton. Uh, and we're excited. They're having a big banquet, silent auction, and so forth, August 22nd. And we get a, a hangout with folks like Joe Keith Bickett, Jimmy Bickett, Bobby uh, uh, Joe. Joe Shoemaker. Mm-hmm. And we get to talk to those guys in front of a room full of bankers. Who would have thunk it? Now, look, look, <laughs> this is a private event. I know Jim gave you all the details of where we'll be, but uh, this is a private event for bankers like yourself and their family. So, um Maybe we'll meet you outside. You can, you can, like the Hilton has a humongous, like little reception area. Yeah, book your room. We'll be there. <laughs> we'll be there for two days. But hey, we're excited. It, it is just a big so event. you know. I used to get asked about that when I worked in other states, and when we come back, I'll tell you what I would tell well, people. Well, look, they had us at open bar, so I mean, they, yeah, they, yeah. So we're so, there. It's an exciting event. Uh, we're 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 tickled. Uh, Christy Carpenter with Springfield State Bank. Uh, kind of uh, is one of the board members with the association and she reached out to us you kind of uh, handled a lot of the logistics with the mm-hmm. uh, cornbread mafia and so it's going to happen uh, that's august 22nd uh, we'll probably have some live videos i, I got uh, a question that. for you before we go any further you know we've been doing a lot of stuff with these mafia boys right when is it going to be made official that we're actually a part of the mafia now i think we i think we i think we deserve to be officially uh, labeled Cornbread Mafia. Yeah, I members. think uh, that's something that we need to negotiate with uh, Joe Keith and I Jimmy so. and those guys because, uh, yeah, I, I think of I think so. uh, officially we should be a part of the Cornbread Mafia. I, I think so. I think I think we're there. We've been at the Bickett Farm. I mean, We've we're bad the, uh, the the smell of the sweet hemp. aroma, <laughs> the hemp. And uh, look, man, uh, I love those guys, and I can't wait to be with them again. Yeah, it's going to be a lot uh, of fun. And the Hemp Fest is coming up as well, so we'll be there. Hemp stock is on its way. It is. I'm there. I'm there. (laughs) And I should tell you also that uh, Joe Keith uh, is coming out with his third book that has been uh, uh, public knowledge. He did a release out on social media. He will be releasing his third um, series of his books, which we're excited, hopefully before the Bankers Conference. 
and uh, I'm, I can't wait to get my hands on that I copy. Know, man, uh, it, it is uh, mostly going to talk about a lot of the experiences of Joe Keith and Jimmy and Bobby Joe and those guys while they were imprisoned. And those guys spent 20-plus years a lot of time uh, by, behind bars uh, for their activity with the Cornbread Mafia. So exciting thing there. But uh, anyways, uh, we're, we're having fun hanging out with Chris Hamilton uh, here on Two Shots on a Barrel. So, uh, so is this the third segment now? This, that you're that doing was it, the yeah. break. Okay, okay, that was check. the break. <laughs> just checking. Uh, compliment Look, me. I thought I did a nice did job on the break. Uh, when, right. when you say we do anything formal or informal, I'm going to spit my drink out. Well, uh, you know, we said one series of commercials <laughs> okay. this time, and then that was the commercial perfect, break. man. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so Chris Hamilton. Yes, sir. Third, third. Uh, this is the third part. This is the third, third act. Part. Have you heard about the third act? Like, like no, Jeremy really pulls a lot of crap. I, okay, I, all right. All right so get me. ready. No, nah, I'm not that. But Chris, yeah, I got to go take ahead and do it, man. I just want to know. You've done it all. You've done it all, and you're still doing it. What, what's next in line? What, what is something that's just out of reach, but you're going to get there one day? What is, what's, what's it going to be? What's the I'm drink? Gonna, I'm, <clears throat> I'm going to dunk one day. No, no, that's not <laughs> going to happen. No, no, no. I'm, obviously, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. I'm five foot eleven, and I, I don't my I don't jump higher than twelve inches. Feet so stay I'm on the ground. Nowhere near the rim. I can smack the nets on a good day. <laughs> I've got a great. I, I think I've got a great question to kind of echo okay. what you were talking about, though. Let's talk about. You were obviously instrumental in tourism in Marion County, and we hear a lot of. You mentioned the convention center, right? Yes. You, there, there's a lot of talk about that. Marion County. We've mentioned all the great things that there is right here. In your view, in Chris Hamilton's view. What's the next step for Marion County? Yeah. Uh, well, on the tourism side of it, it is, and I want to be very clear in my choice of words, it's the arena project, not a convention center. Because we spent three years doing research, and what we found out was nobody was interested in us as a convention destination, but tons of events were very interested in us for an arena for the jeremy's in the crowd yeah. define the difference okay so Boy. so the the arena project would have been and we looked at about three maybe four different locations we ultimately settled on we were working with an engineering firm and we hi- also hired a market research firm to go out and figure out what the need, the actual needs were. So we spent three years, and when I say we, I mean me, yeah. <laughs> because it was my job. You know, my board of directors were great and supportive, and I and I absolutely have a great experience with my board of directors. Well, maybe one, <laughs> but um, but but they let me do my job, mm-hmm. and we literally invested in market research. What we discovered was nobody was interested in us as a convention destination. What what people were very interested in us was was as an arena destination. The difference being clean versus dirty. Let me explain. The people that want to come to, to us and want to leave, and literally I had about 12 to 13 different events that were ready to sign contracts with us to leave their current 
locations and come to central Kentucky because it was the best location for them. It was centrally located. And what they're looking for, it would be dirt bike racing, uh, cattle shows, horse shows. It was what I would call the, the dirty work. But nobody was interested in us as a convention destination on a large scale. We were able to recruit uh, retreats. Uh, we had the State Chamber of Commerce convention here one year. We had retreats from other organizations that had anywhere from 15 to 25 people. But the big business was going to be the what, again, I'll call the dirty business. So in our research and planning, what we ultimately came down to was the arena project located at the fairgrounds. The reason why is because you eliminated a lot of expenses because you had five acres of parking that already existed. You had a banquet hall and a catering kitchen that already existed. You had stalls. You had warm-up rings, multiple warm-up rings. Hell, now you have a freaking RV park Mm -hmm. out there. So everything Mm -hmm. about that is perfect for dropping in a 3,500 to 4,000 seat arena with that you actually do the horse shows and dirt bike rides. And we made field trips out to different arenas. My gosh, we, I, I personally must have visited six different arenas that were in small communities that were, uh, you know, all the way down to Powderly, Kentucky. Uh, all the way up to Lakeside, up past, you know, in between Lexington and um, uh, Williamsburg or whatever it is. I went and saw these different arenas, and I said, oh, crap, for a reasonable price, we can get into this business and immediately start booking business. And, uh, again, to the, fair, to the fair board's credit, they have amazingly continued to develop the fairgrounds. In fact, I'm absolutely, my heart just swells when I went out to one of the events they had out in the, the show building they have where they de- they had all kinds of vendors and everything. So the fair board has done an amazing job doing their part. Mm-hmm. What we as a community haven't done is we haven't dropped that 3,500-seat arena in the middle and blown things out of the water, and we should, because it will work. And you know how we know it'll work? Because we did all the research. We spoke specifically to the event coordinators. We spent three years doing research to find out, is this a guaranteed win-win deal and for at that time remember i'm going back about 11 years for about 42 4.2 million dollars we could have done something astronomical for this community that not only would have been great for the tourism industry but would have been great for local people because local people could have used it too sure and uh, and I, I don't believe it's a dead topic. I certainly have people that reach out to me from local government to ask me for 
again, data from back then because I'm the weirdo that obviously downloads everything to a hard drive and keeps everything. I provide this information, and I will tell you, we can still do amazing things. Now, on a personal level, when I came home and Airbnb and Verbo were big things, I thought, you know, I got a lot of property and a lot of bedrooms and bathrooms. I ought to do something with it and put my knowledge to use for myself and get and, and reap the benefits of an industry that I have touted to other people all my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I took my little three and a half acres and turned it into a little resort. And, and, it, and, and I make money off it, but I spread money all over Marion County with it and I had a couple that was checking out today. They were headed to, believe it or not, from Lebanon, Kentucky to Asheville, North Carolina. That nice. was their next stop. Nice. Lebanon was their first stop. And we had a conversation about it. They said, your, your property is amazing. They're like, gosh, we wish we had booked more than a single day. We'll end up getting another couple to come back with us, and we'll come back and do bourbon stuff and stay longer Uh, but I explained to them I said you know here's the thing for me and Jeremy you asked earlier about where did Mm -hmm. Empire State come from it would be remiss if I didn't tell you where the name came from I don't have an empire by any means I can pay my bills but when I was a kid and and when Jim, your parents and my parents were running around together and having parties together mm-hmm. and stuff. We lived in a little VA, VA bought home out in Rolling Hill subdivision. Mm-hmm. And But my parents, we would sit around the supper table at night eating our grilled cheese sandwich and Campbell's 39 cents a can tomato soup. I'm not joking. Mm-hmm. And And my parents would talk about ideas and we can do better than this and they would laugh and they would talk about building the empire Mm -hmm. and that's where the name empire estate comes from that's cool i've never quite built an empire but frankly my parents did did well for themselves Mm -hmm. because they were willing to work seven days a week Mm -hmm. like your parents Mm -hmm. they worked seven days a week and were on call nonstop, and they earned everything that they did and they did much better than me but I call my property Empire Estate as an homage to when we used to sit around and eat snow cream. And mm. for you kids out there, that's Yum. where you take a scoop of snow and you throw a splash of sugar and vanilla in it and a, a splash of milk and you call it a lovely dessert. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. It also tells you how poor you are. Mm-hmm. But my property is called Empire Estate because of that. Because my parents would laugh and talk about, we should build the empire. That's cool. That's a cool story. So what I have been able to do, and the pleasure I get out of it, besides not having to go back to an office, is I get to see people not only hang out on my property, but hang out in my community. Mm -hmm. And they are thrilled and delighted and they make memories and they go home talking about this really cool place they went to 
Empire Estate. And oh, by the way, while you're there, you got to go to Limestone Branch and Maker's mm-hmm. Mark and Jester's Winery. And you got to go on Wednesday night and do trivia at, you know, Chasers. And you got to go shop the little shops downtown. And the, and the, the farmer's market is open on Wednesdays and Saturdays. At breakfast and it's at crazy. It's crazy how amazing our community is. And again, I've repeated this often. A lot of our own citizens don't even know it. You're right. (laughs) There's one thing you're missing. You're telling all these people from all over about how wonderful Lebanon is, but you haven't mentioned our podcast yet. I'm sure you mention it every time. You need to listen to Two Shots on a Barrel podcast because they'll tell you everything you need to know about Central Kentucky. I'm I pretty can, sure. I can assure you that tonight you have a lot of listeners you've never had before as far south as Valdosta, Georgia, and as far north as Galena, Illinois. Chris, let me tell you something's going to blow your mind right now. Our biggest listening base is based out of Georgia. Oh, really? It I is. You. It is. We get it's the craziest thing Georgia ever. loves us. Yeah. I mean, and we love Georgia, of course. So, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. All right. So, so for everybody listening right now, they're like, how can I find out about your place? Empire State. Tell everybody where they can find you. You know, two, two places, Verbo and Airbnb. There's probably eight different platforms out there now, but that's still to the biggest. Um, I, I, I have booked up so much nonstop through those two. I haven't done the other two, but Verbo and Airbnb, you can find Empire State. Again, I have the t- entire top floor of what's called the big house um, for rent. And I also have a two bedroom cottage with a full kitchen, utility room, den, everything. Uh, but I also have, you know, a fire pit by the stream. I have a regulation size volleyball court, uh, 18 by 36 swimming pool that people apparently just love to just hang out there all day long. And I've got 32 bottles of bourbon on my bourbon bar. And if you ask real nicely, I never have a problem setting people down at my kitchen table and doing a sampling from my private collection, which does include Pappy Van Winkle, Elmer oh, T. Lee, and and the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. Oh, nice. goodness gracious. Yes, you sir. Know, one of the things that you know I've learned in all the times that we vacation, and I know you, you vacation and go a lot of different places, Jeremy, whether it's Airbnb or Verbo, you've got these super hosts, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Pretty damn confident yeah, that Chris Hamilton host. is not just a super host. He's like some echelon. Because some of the things you're talking about that you do, I mean, that takes it to another level, That's honestly. Well, honestly. listen, I got to appreciate what you just said because I am a super host on both platforms. And this morning I had guests checking out, and before they left they said – I, I'm not making this up, <laughs> but the the woman looked at me. And she said, "You know, when we read the reviews about you and your <laughs> place, we thought, okay, this has got to be an exaggeration. It can't be this good." She said, "But you know what? It actually has been." Chris, that that right there is why you've been successful in everything you've touched. <laughs> you go above and beyond what you're supposed to do. To make it perfect for everybody. And you, I, my, parents, made, my parents taught me that and expected that of me. You're one of the reasons why Lebanon is the way it is. You, you helped get us there. Thank you. Thank you. You know, we've I been going for like an hour and 22 minutes, and I feel like that we could go on for we like could, another man. 
hour and 22 minutes. (laughs) I mean, because there's quite honestly things that we that we probably wanted to talk about that we didn't get to. That's hard. We'll get into that. Like bourbon country. You know, know, that just means you got to come back on, Chris. You realize that, right? more than happy. Yeah, you just got to come back on. Brother, man, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, You you know, uh, and listen, whenever, if you want to share your your secrets to the fountain of youth, I'm all game. (laughs) I want to know about it. You need it quick. I do, man. (laughs) I do. I see pictures just from like two or three years ago. And I'm like, Uh. damn it, I want to look like Chris Hamilton. You know? He's a stud, man. He's a stud. No, seriously. Uh, so, uh, listen, uh, we've, uh, hope you've enjoyed the show. We've, uh, been Very partaking much. in Old Granddad 114. That's a, uh, Chris Hamilton selection. We That's encourage right. you to go out there and, and check that out. It is, uh, I have enjoyed it. I yeah, I mean, it's, that. you know, it's, it, it's reasonably, uh, reasonably priced. There's no doubt bucks. about it. 30 bucks. Yeah, you that's can, a, you can that's get a that. drinking bourbon. It, it's a, a drinking good, bourbon. A good, yeah. good drinking bourbon. It's, it's outstanding. It's a good Kentucky bourbon, which right. obviously we promote. But, uh, man, we can't thank you enough. This we're we're going to send you home. Time. We're going to send you home with a cool, uh, two shot shirt and some can't Uncle wait. Ham's Freedom <laughs> barbecue sauce, buddy. Thanks yeah, for coming in. good stuff. And it's authentic. How do you say that? Just Authentically Kentucky. It. That's it. Yeah, uh, it. Uh, Adam Gossam over in Barstown, a good dear friend of Two Shots. Love and you're going to love that. That's good stuff right there. Can't wait. Throw that on some wings or whatever you want to throw it on. You're going to like it. Promise you. Gotcha. All right. Well, we're going to hopefully see you at the Bourbon Festival, buddy. You need to get your tickets and I come join us. I sent a text to a friend of mine saying, hey, by the way, uh, go ahead and get tickets. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Hey, we'll you know, we've got an extra pass that if you get in a pinch, we probably hook you up. <laughs> yeah, How about I'm gonna, that? I'm How about get that? tickets. All right. <laughs> All right, what a fun show. What a fun show hanging out with Chris Hamilton. So much uh, to talk about. So little time, though. I mean. It was cool getting back in the studio, even though it, it was hotter than hell. It, it got a little cooler as the night went on. It did. I it's feel like. Better. Well, I, the, I feel like. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we got the big ceiling fan. We. It, it was okay. I've got the. I did adjust the air conditioning. Yeah, you to, put it to right to on your face. Come on me. Yeah. Because I was sweating. I, I, was, I was definitely sweating. <laughs> That's funny. All right, from my buddy Chris Hamilton. Thanks, Chris. We appreciate you, buddy. Thanks, guys. All right, for Jeremy Bowman. Peace out, Jeremy. See you guys. All right, adios, all.